Hello there, and welcome to On the Left Side, a different type of football podcast. No inane Andy Townsend or boring Alan Shearer here. This is the lighter side of football. Let's do it. Hooray! The international break is over and there won't be another one until March, which means we've got six months to concentrate on a very enjoyable Premier League season. Unless you're a Chelsea fan, obviously. They can go and sit in the corner with miserable Scotland after England, Ireland, Wales and the Republic all booked their place in the European Championships next year, leaving the poor old Scots sitting at home like the old fella on the moon in the John Lewis advert, but wearing one of those tartan hats with the fake orange hair attached, obviously. (laughs) But we shouldn't feel too sorry for the Scots. This is a footballing nation who were built on disappointment. Let's not forget when the Scots qualified for France 98, their World Cup song was Don't come home too soon, which is about as little optimism as you can get away with in a World Cup song. But you know what? I quite like it. I like the realism. Maybe other nations could adopt a similar tactic for next summer. England could go with but please don't injure your metatarsal in an early meaningless group game. Or the Welsh could have, please don't get caught up in a tabloid expose involving some mobile phone footage and some enthusiastic female fans. Forget we're gonna win the league. Keep your aims achievable. That's what I say. One thing was for certain, the Republic of Ireland's qualification to the big show was a massive achievement. Even Mr Grumpy himself Roy Keane was on top of the world. It was a tough night. It's been a tough couple of years, but um, like more in terms of keeping the ball and quality and all this, but good night tonight for Irish football. Woo, go for it, Roy. Celebration time, come on. Have you enjoyed it? Uh, well, I know I've not had to do too much, to be honest. I've probably done very little. I, I'm not sure if you can even justify my wages. Whoa, calm down there, Keno. There is no controlling him. My favourite piece of action from the international break actually came from the England under-19s match against Japan. The home team were awarded a penalty, as you know, a great advantage and the kind of scenario that professional football players prepare for, train for and drill over and over again. Right? Definite penalty. And then a bit of paper, scissors, stones to sort out who takes it. Yep, they decided who was going to take the spot kick with a game of paper, scissor and stone. This is fantastic. I enjoyed watching that bit more than any of the other games this week. In fact, I liked it so much that I think for next summer, let's do away with all penalties and free kicks altogether and have every decision based on a parlor game. Should it be a penalty? Let's have a game of charades to decide. Did the ball cross the line? Only a game of hungry, hungry hippos will solve this. I'd pay good money to watch Cesc Fabregas and Wayne Rooney slogging it out over a game of Scrabble in the quarterfinals. And no, Wayne. OAP is an abbreviation. You're not allowed that. Happy first birthday to Ronaldo the movie, or Attack of the Giant Ego, as I like to call it. It's just one week since the release of the Ego Massaging Football bio, and I've no idea how many people have been to see the film or how much it's taken in the cinema. But I imagine if you're pocketing over a million quid a month in wages, you're probably not that bothered either. Apart from the cold, hard cash, the other thing that Ronnie isn't lacking is a bit of confidence. He was on Jonathan Ross to promote the film, and when Mr Ross had the audacity to mention the M-word, that's messy, 
This was Ronaldo's response. I'm in shock, I said. Movie about me? He said, why me? Why not Lionel Messi? Yeah. <laughs> I understand him because they, they're looking for the best player in the world. So, so. What a nice, down-to-earth fella he seems, eh? But Ronaldo is finally on a big screen that matches his self-belief. And one thing is certain, watching a supremely talented man play football in beautiful, high-definition cinema quality can't be a bad thing. But how much football do you actually see in the film? Along with plenty of shots of Ronaldo underlining his heterosexuality by posing with various semi-clad model girlfriends, a thinly veiled resentment of Lionel Messi and plenty of pure, unadulterated smugness, the Real Madrid star's entire Galacticos career only features for under seven minutes. That's less time than you see Ronaldo swanning around looking like James Bond at various cocktail parties and premieres in a tuxedo. But that is nothing compared to his 196 games, 86 goals and 9 trophies at Manchester United. They are condensed into just 19 seconds of screen time. Compare that to the 3 minutes 45 seconds of screen time of Ronaldo shirtless showing off his abs. His very chiselled abs. But who is it that gets to see those chiselled abs for more than 3 minutes and 45 seconds? Again, talking to Wassie, it's not just one woman. Is there a special someone in your life right now? A few. He's a player. Really? Is that what women want? A perfectly sculpted Adonis of a man with a wildly successful career and more money than you can eat? I will never understand the opposite sex. Some people claim that footballers have it easy, that they're all pampered millionaires. Well, spare a thought for the poor old playing staff at Leighton Orient. After the team lost to Hartlepool last week, the club's owner, who sounds like he's worse than Hitler, forced the team to stay in an £100 a night hotel for the week. The monster! Francesco Bacchetti, who is still only the second most insane Italian owner in the Football League, forbode his players to go home after they won only one game in their last six. He did allow his players to see their families in their spare time, but in his words, they must eat, sleep and live in their plush hotel with nothing to keep them sane, apart from a very relaxing atmosphere, lovely peace and quiet away from the family and a life away from screaming kids and household chores. Has this man got no compassion? What kind of twisted mind can come up with this type of punishment? I reckon some of Hollywood's movie villains could learn a few things from this fella. You're never going to get me to talk. I'll never reveal the missile access codes. That's what you think. We'll see if you feel the same after a night in this moderately priced hotel. (laughs) Do your worst. I'll be free from here before the mandatory 11am checkout. But you won't sleep very well with only two choices of below <laughs> you'll have to do better than that big words agent zero we'll see if you're so cocky when you realize it's only continental breakfast available <laughs> oh, no i'll never crack oh and there is a supplementary charge to access the Sky TV channels? No! 
The best thing about this whole story is it worked, with Orient managing a 3-2 win over York this weekend. Are you taking notes, Remegard? And finally, a good news story. We've talked about supervillains this week, so let's talk about superheroes. And Arsenal's Matthew Flamini could save the world. Seriously. The French midfielder has been moonlighting not as a pant-wearing crime fighter, but as a partner in a biochemical company that could wipe out the need for fossil fuel. Again, seriously. His company claims they've created something called levolinic acid, which is essentially a potential replacement for oil, which could see Matthew pocket a cool £20 billion. Roman Abramovich must hate Arsenal at the moment. They're miles above Chelsea in the league, and now one of their midfielders is discovering an alternative for fossil fuels. But the more concerning issue here is, clearly, we're not paying footballers enough. They can't afford their silver-plated supercars without going out and getting second jobs. Come to think of it, I'm sure I saw Stephen Ireland selling KFC on the M6 services this week. Right, that's about it for this week. Don't forget to follow us on social media at On The Left Side on Twitter and On The Left Side Pod on Facebook. And give us a little review on iTunes if you like what you hear. I'm off to get a haircut, which may seem fashionable now, but will probably be regarded in the same context as a mullet in about 10 years because that's full time oh I'm afraid on the left side is a paint your headphones production and it was written and produced by Anthony McKinley and Jim Salveson and there's a brand new episode available every Monday